In this episode, we'll be showing you how to get more customers for less money. Oh, and we'll be testing out a new theory that size really does matter. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. G'day and welcome back to the Tradies Business Show. Great to have you with us. And uh, man, is it hot at the moment. It is a scorcher outside. It's uh, it's so hot. Look, serious message. You really need to make sure that uh, if you're working outside in this heat, you've got to hydrate. And um, even more importantly than that is to hydrate your brain by listening to the Tradies Business Show. Oh, Warwick, you didn't just say that, did you? I did it. it oh, that was, I thought that wow. was... I hope this episode gets better than that. Mm, okay. Should we leave that in? We might leave it in. Yeah. Um, look, welcome back, listeners. Uh, got a great episode in store for you today. Uh, some of these topics are really close to both Michaela's and my hearts. Uh, we work with a lot of these things with our clients. And so uh, we're really looking forward to hooking into what we're kind of informally calling the bums on seats episode, aren't we? It is. It's all about getting more customers and leads into your business. Totally. It's uh, one of the key things to uh, to succeed in business, having some customers. It'd be helpful, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course. And so, you know, the three biggest issues that tradies face that we hear all the time is all about they want more revenue, more profit and more cash flow or all of the above. <laughs> Definitely all of the above. But the problem is you can't go out and get any of these, which sounds a bit crazy, uh, because they're actually the outcome of some other raw materials or inputs which are leads or inquiries, customers and the actual conversion rate or the, or the win rate, you know, the rate that we actually turn inquiries into paying customers. So we need to focus on those inputs. It's kind of like baking a cake. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very domestic of me to talk about cake <laughs> baking, but I don't mind doing a bit of baking in the kitchen. Um, but if, you, if you're going to bake a cake and you've got one that you don't like what's in front of you, you don't like what's on your plate, it's no good just sitting around wishing for a better cake. You've got to go and get some different ingredients or some different inputs and mix them together a different way, bake the thing again and see if you actually get what you want. So the ingredients to a cake are like uh, the marketing strategies that we'll talk about in this episode that help you create the great cake, which is lots of customers and sales and, and money and all that sort of stuff. And that's right. And no cake is great without a recipe. So it's also having a bit of a plan behind the cake and knowing what you're going to do and how you're going to get there. Recipe? Who who follows a recipe? Who reads it? Come on. How many of our listeners do you think actually read instructions or follow instructions? Yeah, probably not many. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's a great point, Michaela, of, of having the right recipe to get the outcome that we want. And we do it in the kitchen. We some of us maybe do it in the garage, but... Uh, Certainly don't do it driving along with a map or anything like that, of yeah, course, maps, when lost. Yeah, the maps are for losers. <laughs> so, um, so that's all well and good, but how do we actually uh, go and get or create more leads? You know, what are some of the key ingredients? So uh, have you got some, some keys you want to talk about, Michaela? Yes, yeah, certainly. I guess the important point we want to say here is getting more leads doesn't mean... Th- throwing around thousands of dollars on expensive mm. marketing. That's right. Uh, some of the best leads come from no cost, maybe a bit of time and effort on your part. But this isn't about you know increasing your marketing spend to get more leads. This is being really smart with what you're doing. That's right. And S- sorry, one of the things that I find uh, business, business people and tradies 
think is that as soon as people like you and I start talking about marketing, the first thing that comes to mind is advertising, which mm. implies spending money. And so, it, again, it's a good point that marketing doesn't actually mean spending more money. And in some cases, smart marketing means you can reduce the amount of money you're investing or spending in advertising campaigns. Yes, certainly. And especially as the whole advertising mass market reaching changing where people now can do a lot of stuff online than they could do five years ago you know you're flashing out 30 grand on a yellow pages ad now you know many marketing budgets are a third if not less than that and they're really getting good results whether it be online or being smarter by getting out there and hustling a bit harder but there's certainly a lot of things that you can do that don't cost a lot of money and that's what we're going to cover today that's right. So um, one of the other things before we do get into the actual strategies is uh, we talk about it in our Dirty Dozen. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, make sure you go back and uh, listen to episode three and four. It's a two-part episode uh, where we go through our Dirty Dozen and um, they're all the critical things that you need to have in your business. And one of those is testing and measuring. What the heck is testing and measuring? Well, it basically means recording everything, writing it down and tracking where your inquiries are coming from, how many inquiries you get from Google or from the Yellow Pages or from your local networking event or whatever it is you're currently doing in your business because then and only then can you actually make decisions about, wow, this isn't working or this is working and so we can turn off the things that aren't working because they're literally just costing you money for nothing and perhaps go and reinvest that into new strategies or beefing up the strategies for you that are working. That's right. And just about every client I tell to start doing this, they're always shocked because they always think in their head, they think they know where they get their leads from. Hmm. But by actually tracking it over a one, two, three-month period, they're actually quite surprised where most of the leads are coming from and then where the best leads are coming from also that make them the most money. So it's a really great learning curve. And I, I guarantee it's probably different to what you're thinking in your head. Yep. So, And it's easy, just a piece of paper next to the phone and just mark off each one. Yep. Exactly. And so it's a simple question when we do get an inquiry is to ask that person, where did you first hear about us? So before you get into anything else about the job or the quote is to actually just ask the question, hey, can I just ask, where did you first hear about us? And most people will actually tell you. Yeah. And have no issue telling you or even put it on the question on your contact form. Yep. You know, where did you find out about us? So right. it's certainly, it's very easy to ask, but some of the most critical business information that you really need to get. Totally. So now when you start making changes, listeners, to your marketing and you start trying new things, you've got some measurements, some gauges of whether that's having an impact or not. So you can very quickly turn off newspaper ads that aren't working, for example. And uh, I, I had a client recently uh, that did some newspaper ads. We did three different ads across three different papers just to des test the different campaigns. And uh, basically, we found one that worked really, really well, one particular offer that worked well, and the other two bombed. So we stopped the other two and ran that one offer across all three newspapers. And uh, she now gets a great flow of leads just from that simple little uh, one-month test that we did in the newspaper uh, and for the sake of you know a couple hundred bucks investment. That's right. And I know a lot of, you know, people that make money online and things like that can say just the colour of buttons mm. to submit a form and things like that can make such a difference. So wherever you can, test and measure and then adapt quickly to make those changes have the most impact. Yep. And just another point on marketing. So again, if, if you're sitting there listening to this uh, podcast and you're thinking, oh, marketing, that's all that fluffy creative stuff. 
look, marketing is more about the science. And as we've talked about with testing and measuring and, and all those sorts of things, recording where people are coming from, um, it's marketing is really just about being seen. It's about getting visible in your marketplace. Uh, we'll run through some ways to do that. Uh, but really, it's about becoming more visible and also a means to educate your prospective customers uh, on what you offer and the fact that perhaps you're the right person to be doing the work for them or, or uh, you know, providing a service to them. That's right. And it's all about by being seen, you're building trust and credibility out there. And the more they see of you, the more they get to know you. And of course, you're going to be top of mind when they're ready to purchase whatever they need to be. And it's just really that ability to easily convey to your customers as quick as possible that you are the one to go with and how you stand out from your competitors. And if they're seeing you everywhere, whether it's at a network event, in the newspaper, Mm. online, it's all just reinforcing that message that you really know what you're talking about. Because there's plenty of uh, people competing for the same slice of pie. Uh, or maybe we should talk about cake. We were talking about cake earlier. Um, but, you know, there's lots of people fighting over the same the same slice of the cake. Uh, so it, re- it is a really important consideration to get your marketing planned out and consistent and, uh, you know, be proactive with how you promote your business. That's it. So how can we do that? How can these guys get some more leads without, you know, breaking the bank? All right. So, um, look, most of these that we're going to cover, uh, they really are cheap and easy, just like me. Um <laughs> So I'll move on. There's a dad joke for you. but uh, Bad one. My, <laughs> my daughter is going to love my jokes when she gets older. Um, she thinks she still thinks I'm funny because she's only three. Uh, but she hasn't realised yet that I'm really not that funny. Wait till she's four. It's all over. <laughs> so, uh, but, but in all seriousness, listeners, uh, these strategies really are quite easy to implement and they don't cost a lot of money these days. Uh, I, I think the biggest one for me, Michaela, is website. And you and I both see some really good websites um, and some really horrible websites. And, and I'm still baffled by the number of businesses that don't have a website at all. And if that's you listening to this podcast, please go and get a website. It doesn't have to cost you a lot of money. Stop listening right now and just go get a website. <laughs> Put down your smartphone. And a lot of people send me, oh, I don't need one. You know, I get a lot of referrals and things like that. But Okay, firstly, will that always be the case? Probably mm. not. Yep. And secondly, as soon as someone's referred to me, the first thing I do is go Google them. That's right. And if they don't have a website, I'm not interested. Yep. So it's all about having just an online presence, a little bit of a shop front, and, and building your reputation because that's what people do. They're going to Google you now. So you really – every business needs to have one. And I think it's around 40% of businesses in Australia still don't have a website, which just blows my mind. Yep. But so firstly – you know, peop, these these tradies listening to us, they're, they're listening to the tradies business show. So let's assume yeah. that they've got they're, a website. They're, they're well educated. That's they're, right. You know, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yep, they must be. They're listening to this podcast. But if, if by any chance you're sitting there listening to us and you don't have a website, please go go get some help, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's not that hard. And I think a lot of people are just scared about the technology and how technical it can be made by some web designers and developers. And there's some great ones out there, but like any industry, there are some out there who do make it seem a little bit smoke and mirrors. Uh, and I think that does put a lot of people off. That's right. And there's now programs like WordPress where a lot of websites are being built on that anyone can update. You don't need to be a coder or anyone techie and you can easily update your website. So if you've got a website, there's two really important things to remember with it. Mm-hmm. One is to make sure you're updating it 
regularly. Mm. Not only does Google like new content, but it keeps you relevant, fresh, and ahead of your industry. So have a think about how long since you've actually updated your website. And I mean, look, I could talk a whole hour on, on websites, but you do you know, want to, do you want to talk about websites just for the rest of the episode? We just talk about oh, websites. No, no. Do you reckon anybody would be listening by the end? Of course, I've got <laughs> valuable information to share. We might be excited about it, <laughs> but it's all about you know updating your team members, putting some new photos of your portfolio, your recent work up there, videos, and look, don't get me started on how great videos are. We will leave that to another episode. Definitely, but. You know, you're about information, mm. uh, your services that you offer, what's mm. on your homepage. I mean, just keeping as up-to-date as much as you possibly can is is really important. And the other thing is certainly having a mobile responsive website, yep. which means that your website can easily be viewed on a phone or a tablet. And this is so critical now because about 50% of all traffic now is not done on a desktop computer. Mm. It's done on your phone or your tablet. So making sure that your website can easily be read on those devices because next year it's going to be more than 50% of searching on a mobile device. Mm. So it's really changing the marketplace online and it's things like having a really accessible menu but even having the button where your phone number appears they can just press that and it's going to call you straight away so if they're out and about or or quickly wanting to access information that they can call you straight away so it's the little things that really can make all the difference yeah it still frustrates me as a consumer when i because i do it i've got a smartphone and i look for things on uh, on google on my smartphone when i'm out and about and i want a product or a service and it still frustrates me that I find a business, A, it's not mobile responsive, and if you're not 100% certain as to what that means, it pretty much just means your website um, is specifically built to show differently on a smartphone so that people only see the really important stuff. So when I'm not driving, when I'm parked on the side of the road, Googling on my smartphone, uh, I only see what I need to see, which is probably your location, your opening hours, maybe a contact number, and perhaps some basic stuff about products and services. Uh, I don't want to see your 73-page website crammed down into font so small that, you know, an elf couldn't read it. Uh, So... I still find websites for big businesses that don't have that, big businesses. And look, there's things like Google Analytics now, which is free to use, and if you don't want to talk about you know, talk to your web person. But that can actually record how many people are visiting your website on a mobile device as opposed to a desktop. So it's actually really quite good information. Mm. So certainly ask a question to see what's happening. But, uh, you know, if your website is a couple of years old, you know, really check it out because it's it's really something that you need to, to get fixed as soon as you can. Absolutely. What else about websites, Warwick, that you know aren't always on there or need to be on there? Look, I think uh, from my perspective, the, there's some really powerful stuff that tradespeople can put on their website that really help educate their prospective customers. And one thing is before and after shots. Um, now, you know, if you're an electrician or a plumber, you know, some of those trades where some of your work is not seen by the world, so it's buried under uh, five foot of dirt or uh, it's inside the walls in a house, yeah, going to be a bit hard to do before and after photos. But for some of those uh, jobs where you do have a comparison is, is using images. And if it's not images, it's, as you said, Michaela, using video. Um, so that would be one big thing is just every job you do, take a photo before you... You start and after you finish, just to highlight the work that you have done for people. And if that's not necessarily going to work for you, get testimonials Mm. up on your website from customers, uh, from clients. And even more than just having a testimonial is get a video testimonial. Again, we talk about smartphones. I mean, we've been given all this great technology and so many of us don't use it to its fullest potential. 
but it's so simple to whip out your phone and just say to a, a really happy client, uh, hey, would you mind if I just grabbed a 60-second 60, 60 short video of you know, how you feel about the job and what we did for you? Uh, and a lot of people will, will be quite fine with that. I mean, I do it in my business and I encourage my clients to do the same thing. And it's really powerful for somebody to land on your website and see a video of Bob Smith, homeowner, saying, you know what, I just dealt with ABC Plumbing and, wow, these guys are great. They're really professional. They clean up after themselves and I definitely recommend them. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, it's so easy now. And another thing is if you don't like asking the question, whether it be by you know video or asking them in person, getting someone to ring up after you've completed the job, like a yeah. third person, and often they're more than willing to tell somebody. And that's something we do a lot for clients is actually ring up, make sure they're happy with the job, do they have any questions, and, mm-hmm. hey, would you give us a, a testimony or is there anyone else you'd like to refer work to? So it's something that is really easily something you can get and like it, just social proof these days, it's so powerful. Absolutely. Well, we won't talk about websites for the next three hours, so uh, let's move on to another strategy. Just one thing. I can't oh, let it okay, go. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. But just test your contact form. I had a client the other day <laughs> that their contact form hadn't been working for six months and wonder why they weren't getting any inquiries. Ouch. I know it's basic, but just every couple yeah. of months, send yourself a lead. You'll feel good about it getting into your inbox, but just make sure that you know it's working. Great point. Thanks, Michaela. So... Uh, Another simple thing is, look, signage, uniforms, um, sticking signs up when you're on site saying, uh, Bob Smith Plumbing is on site today. Um, but just making yourself more visible. I mean, we're all driving around a lot. Uh, and as, as tradespeople, we tend to spend a lot of time on the road. So uh, we might as well take advantage of our mobile billboard, which is our, our vehicle or fleet of vehicles. I mean, if you've got more than one, it's amazing how it really burns into people's brains, the fact that, man, these vans are everywhere. These yeah. guys are big. And you yeah. might only have two or three vans running around with your signage on it. But if they're darting all over the region, uh, it's incredible how powerful that, that subliminal messaging is, isn't it? Yeah, and a guy I do some work with that's a sign writer, what they do on some vans is actually put van number 8 or van number 12. They may only have three, but it actually gives the impression <laughs> that there's more in the fleet Sneaky. and these guys are big. So, well, you know, it's... it's Never let the truth get away of a good no, story, no, 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 no. That's marketing. And it's also, you know, just about your personal appearance like just have a clean shirt in the car if you're turning up for a quote yeah um you know 30 bucks for a a you know can of brute 33 and a clean polo shirt (laughs) with your logo on it doesn't cost a lot guys but you know unfortunately that can alone make you stand out from your competitors Mm. and there's some of the common complaints that i'm sure listeners you hear about your competition uh and certainly michaela we we hear it as well from people and i know i experience it as a customer also is some of those simple things like just a clean shirt and not you know, not walking in and sweating all over my carpet and those simple things is it doesn't cost a lot of money, as we said, uh, to actually do great marketing because often our biggest marketing tool is actually the way we do our business, just the mm. way we deliver our product or service. That is your key marketing tool, listeners. Yeah, and like a simple thing is turning up on time, not early, not late, but on time, sadly, can really make you get way ahead of your competitors because, A, well, you've turned up. Mm. And if you're going to be late, certainly a quick call. You know, yeah. nothing nothing hurts in giving a quick call, but geez, it can make you really stand out. 
That's right. That's right. So that visibility and, um, yeah, just appearance and that whole uh, professional um, outfitting from uniform to signage and everything else um, is, is really, really key. And, again, doesn't cost a lot of money. I mean, signage and stuff is a lot cheaper these days with uh, computer-driven production techniques. One of my uncles uh, still does it by hand in his 70s. Uh, he's a professional sign writer, but uh, they don't do it like that anymore. So... Uh, <laughs> That's right. And the other thing, you know, about being in the street, you know, send your apprentice down the road with 30 flyers and, and drop them into the street that you, you're carling, you're doing the work in. So it's mm. amazing how much business you can get by doing something simple as that. And, yeah. You know. Yep. I love to call that neighbour calls. And, and I, yeah. I try and get all of my clients doing that is when you're at a place doing a job, like you say, you just go and walk the street five or 10 minutes. Uh, and, and some of my uh, really confident guys and girls is we get them to actually literally door knock the house either side. Oh, that's me- uh, that's just mean, Warwick. <laughs> Come on, I like to take people outside their comfort zone. <laughs> um, and just say, hey, we're just doing some work next door. I noticed over the fence or just wondering, it saves you a quote fee or while we're here, have you got any electrical or plumbing or gas or roofing work or whatever it is? Um, if the answer is no, it doesn't matter. It's, it's cost you like two or three minutes. Um, leave them with a fly or a brochure and again low cost low time but it's it's very very powerful and i've had people pick up big jobs from just a simple thing where the homeowner said yeah I was, i've been watching you guys all day next door and thought geez i'd like to get some landscaping in my yard or whatever it is uh and and picked up work for no advertising cost that's it nothing absolutely yeah. nothing so uh so that's a really powerful one um one of my personal favorites and talk about taking people outside their comfort zone is networking Oh, it's a dirty word. It's a dirty <laughs> word, Warwick. Networking, wow. is And it's such an exciting thing to drag yourself along outside of hours. You know, it's probably 7 o'clock at night. You're at the local, I don't know, community centre. Um, there's... 35 other people with wads of business cards, stuffing them in your face. It's kind of like voting, isn't it? It is, yes. <laughs> it's like getting <laughs> harassed by the uh, the flyer hander outers at, at the polling booths. <laughs> um, but certainly that that's a, the perception that a lot of people have about networking, isn't it? That's right. And, you know, I have one plumber client who absolutely didn't want to go to any networking event, was dead against it, started going to his Chamber of Commerce event. Now, he was in a room of about 40, was the only tradie in the room hmm. and now he has just about everyone in that room has been a client and because they're into business and referral they're referring everyone to him so now his whole business has been built on referrals just from going by chamber of commerce i mean he hated it. he didn't know anyone when he went he just started doing it and now he actually really looks forward to that one night away from the kids and the family he goes to get <laughs> you know an excuse to drink a couple of beers on a weeknight and you can write it off so mm-hmm. You know, it's such a powerful thing, but it only invest a little bit of your time and can really turn your business around. And what did that cost him to go to that meeting? 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Okay. Yeah. And he's picked up, what, thousands of dollars? Thousands and thousands of dollars. And these are big business in there, but not only that, but they've referred them. So there's real estates in there. So multiple, multiple repeat jobs from really key clients. And it's all based because he started going and he forced himself. He really didn't like it the first two times. He said, no, I'm going to stick at this. And now some of his best mates are in that room and he's been going for, you know, over 12 months. Yep. So I just, you know... I guess make a commitment in the next month to find one local meeting in your area, whether it be a breakfast one or a nighttime one, and just go. But keep going for a couple of months and see how you go. 
That's right. So that sounded like a challenge. I think Michaela just threw down the gauntlet to oh, our I listeners. I did. I did. So we want to hear about a time that in the next month that you go to a networking event. Yep. Tell us how bad it was uh, <laughs> and tell us what you got out of it. And So go, go and hit the uh, Tradies Business Show website, tradiesbusinessshow.com. And uh, best way to do that is leave us a voicemail. You'll see the uh, the voicemail pop up and widget on the website. And um, yeah, record your message. Tell us all about it. Uh, if that's a bit too techy for you, send us a good old email. And if you want to, scribble on the back of a coaster and uh, find our postal address and send it in by by a carrier pigeon. But yeah, share your stories with us. We'd love to uh, to have you on the show. And if you have been networking over the last year and found it really impact your business, let us know as well what success you've had out of it because mm. it's such a great thing to do. Yep, yep. Conquering those fears. So networking is a great strategy and it, it really fits in with this next one, which is about building a database. Um, again, just blows my mind the number of businesses I, I come across that don't collect people's names and details. I mean, they do through their bookkeeping software or on job cards, but it's not organized into any sort of a database so that you can talk to your customers past and present on a regular basis just to say hi. Yeah, and just keeping top of mind, you know, email marketing, whether you're sending a monthly newsletter or every six months when it's seasonal or whatever you need to do, uh, it just, again, keeps you top of mind. Provide them some latest updates on what's happening in your industry. If you're really smart, you might have recorded their birthdays and you can send them, you know, a little mm. card for their birthday or anything like that. But it's just, this is where size really does matter. It, it does, doesn't it? It does. It's all about I was hoping you weren't going to say that, Michaela. <laughs> but the fear I think a lot of people have is that, okay, so I'm going to collect this database and you're telling me I'm going to email them and fill up their inbox and then they're going to think I'm one of these wanker spammers. Uh, is that is that really the case? No. Look, really one of the biggest assets in your business right now is your email database or your customer database and what you do with that customer database. You know, there's some great ways you can use that customer information without spamming them. You know, it's it's things about getting more work when perhaps it's a little bit quiet. You know, in 12 months' time, automatically sending them an email to make sure they're still happy with the work that you've done. You know, there's hundreds of ways you can use a customer database. And now there's programs out there that, you know, are 10 bucks a month and all your customer information can be kept there and you can easily communicate to them when you have specials on, if you're seasonal, you know, it's storm season and you want to tell them about getting some trees chopped down or whatever it being, you certainly can. And look, it's free to email out customers. Mm. It know, is. There's, there's, there's email programs and I sign people up to them sitting in their business, uh, in their office in the shed or whatever. So let's go to the website now, sign up for free. So there's software out there that you can use absolutely free to send emails out to hundreds if not thousands of customers and just say, hey, thought you might find this useful. You yeah. know, and and I, that's one of the keys I think, Michaela, is adding value to people and actually right. being one of those helpful businesses. And and I know our listeners are like that. I know that, that people listening to this show are doing great stuff for their clients and they're really helpful and going the extra mile. Uh, and it's just simply talking to people in a different medium uh, via email, obviously, is, is one easy way to do it. And just sending them tips, you know, how to clean your gutters. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you should and shouldn't actually climb a ladder and clean your gutters, you know, over a certain height or whatever it might be. That's right. I mean, it's coming into summer. So maybe it's 
styling ideas for your deck if you do outdoor maintenance or different pool trends for summer furniture this year. It's really just providing value about some past customers and how you can just stay top of mind again. If you're selling Viagra, though, please don't send me any emails, okay? I, I'm, I'm not that old, right? Uh, but that's the thing. I mean, a lot of the fear comes from some of the spam that we all get in our inbox. And the difference being, though, you're not doing that. And these people are customers of yours. So uh, the fact that you're emailing me with some helpful tips about maintaining my deck, if you're the guy that installed it, I'm likely to open it. And in actual fact, I, I did some work with um, a national uh, butchers association a few years back, and they did some surveying of customers of butcher stores, uh, you know, non-supermarket butchers, so independent butchers. And the number was 83% of people surveyed said they would open an email from their butcher. <laughs> so it's it's a huge percentage of people that would happily receive and open an email from their butcher. Now, you know, if there's any butchers listening to the show and you're not sending emails to your clients with recipes and this week's specials and, you know, the education about the different cuts of meat to use for different dishes, start doing it now. Yeah, and one of our favourite podcasts that we actually like to listen to is the Small Business Big Marketing with Tim Reed. He had a great story I heard on one the other day about a time when he'd bought some meat and by the time he'd got home, there was an email delivered with a number of recipes of what to do with that yeah. meat. Like yeah. how powerful is that? Absolutely. You know, and he now regularly goes back to that butcher to that all butcher. the time. Yep. And hopefully we get good old Timbo on the show. So if you're listening, Timbo, <laughs> we'll have to get you on the show, mate. All right, so uh, database, and look, it's not just emailing, it's also uh, to follow people up and, you know, maintenance reminders, all those sorts of things that we can use that database for. Uh, so it's really important to collect people's details and get their email address and mobile phone number and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and do something different. Hey, every month, pull out five customers you haven't spoken to in a while and just give them a call. You never know. And how long would that take you? Literally 30 minutes and, you know, you could pick up a couple of jobs or at least, you know, provide some extra customer service. That's right. That's right. And, wow, let's talk about this one. Social media. Deep breath, everyone. <laughs> Everybody just tuned out. Oh, my God, <laughs> they're going to talk about Facebook. Uh, social media. What's uh, what's the go with social media and tradies? Is it really going to work for them? I mean, who's, who's really going to find a plumber on Facebook? Well, I think the last count was 1.2 billion people are on Facebook. So yeah, but that's everywhere else, isn't it? Yeah, but look, look, guys, it's about getting out there, and you know, we again we'll do an episode on social media when it comes because again, <laughs> a whole episode on social media. We might media. do like a whole month. It's just about that much social content. media no, month. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, we, we but won't do that. It's okay. Really quickly, is put it this way: you need to find out where your market is on social media and just focus on that. So maybe it's maybe it's Facebook for you, but maybe it's Instagram or maybe it's Pinterest or all these other ones you hear about. But it's about getting consistently on it. So whether you just pick one platform where most of your market hangs out, learn how the right way to use that platform. And the biggest thing is post relevant content and make it consistent. And and that's the thing, like different um yeah. Different platforms work for different trades like, right. uh, yeah. uh, and different businesses, different industries. I mean, for me personally, uh, look, Pinterest, not that great, uh, but I have a lot of interaction on LinkedIn. Uh, Twitter works reasonably well, but for other businesses, Facebook is awesome and, and Pinterest is great, so it's about working out which one is best for them, isn't it? That's right. And 
one thing I'll say with Facebook is that don't write out advertising on Facebook. It's such a powerful medium. And just spending a little bit of money, $10, $20 here and there, it's so targeted that you can really get into where you want to get your customers and what you want them to do. So it's all about you can easily pick people in Victoria that have showed a recent interest in bathroom or renovating and then target your ads to that. And you can also target ads to your competitors and things like that. So it's really powerful medium to do some advertising in as well. Mm. But certainly I think, you know, be on social, but only do it if you're going to be consistent and can update it regularly. And if not, you know, get someone to help you out. There's a lot of people out there, um, including my team, that can help you uh, with social media. That's right. And I think that is that is a great point though, Michaela, is there are businesses that specialise in doing these things for other people. So whether it's your website, whether it's getting your signage done, uh, you know, social media, as we've just talked about, even building databases, so much of this stuff, our listeners can outsource it and get somebody else who's, very good at it and can do it in less time, much better, and often for less money uh, than us yeah. trying to bugger eyes around and do it ourselves. And, you know, they know the latest techniques and things to do it to make sure you get the best impact. So, yep. look, I think it's something certainly to consider, um, but do it strategically. Totally. Love it. And that's a nice segue into the next point uh, and the next really uh, cheap and easy marketing strategy, which is strategic alliances. So uh, basically just forging alliances or, or good working relationships with other businesses in your industry or maybe even outside of your industry. But, um, you know, I've got a great example from a client, a cabinet maker that I work with who gets a ton of referrals from a bathroom center. And... You know, the bathroom centre loves referring clients through to the cabinet maker because the cabinet maker's doing a great job, they're very professional, they've got excellent customer service, and so that reflects well on the bathroom centre. Uh, and so basically these guys don't have to do much advertising at all. They're getting all these free leads who are highly qualified and ready to buy a new bathroom um, from someone that they've just really got to know, taken a couple of cartons of beer around, had a chat to them and built a good relationship with them. Yeah, and the other thing is, so have a think about trades that perhaps become before or after you that mm. you could partner with. So that's a really good starting point. So if someone's looking for a new kitchen, what else might that they be looking for? Yeah, that's right. And and start to partner up with those people, almost form a mini team, I guess, of professionals. And some of our listeners are probably already doing that with some success. And again, if you if you do have a great example uh, where you're doing this already, please jump on the website and share your story with us. So go to tradiesbusinessshow.com and uh, leave us a little uh, voicemail message there and just tell us a bit about what you're doing that's working um, or maybe what you've tried that's not working. <laughs> but uh, certainly it's an overlooked area is, is building those relationships with other businesses in your industry where you can cross-refer. Yeah. And that gets on to, I guess, one of the last things we're going to talk about today and that's referrals, like word of mouth. It's old-fashioned, but boy, is it effective. Yep. And... What's What do you think is the reason that people don't get more referrals? Well, they don't ask for them. What, you mean you've got to ask for referrals? You've got to ask. You've got to tell people you want to get new customers and tell them about your business, the type of customers you're getting. And it's amazing how many people say, oh, I know someone the other day that was looking for a plumber. Well, hello. And so it really is about overcoming that that fear of saying, hey, were you happy with the job we did for you? 
great. Do you know anybody else who'd like a new bathroom or their roof restored or some landscaping work done or whatever it is or their car serviced? You know, it's like actually have to ask the question, don't you? That's right. And whether you don't want to do it in person, send a customer survey, but make sure that question's on there. It's another great way, an easy way to ask as well. Yep, yep. Because happy customers are usually happy to to give you names, but often we just, we get in our own way. We don't ask for those referrals. That's right. Great stuff. So hopefully there's some uh, some cheap and easy strategies there that might help you on a Friday night as well. But uh, there's some great strategies in there that, that can really get your marketing cranking. They don't cost a lot of money. Most of them are actually free. Uh, so, yeah, pick pick the ones that probably resonate with you listeners. And um, as Michaela said earlier, go and, go and start doing it. Just have a crack. It uh, doesn't matter if you suck at it the first time around, uh, but just give it a try and um, and share your stories with us, as we've said. Uh, but certainly, you know, getting out there and having a go is the only way you're going to get better at it. That's it. So if you liked today's episode and want to hear more of us, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio and also leave us any questions you have on our website. Again, using that voicemail or, or just use the contact form, tradiesbusinessshow.com. And for more information on this episode in particular, tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash seven. As in the number seven. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.